Are you ready to get provoked? You're listening to Can I Live, a show created to excite, ignite, and expose. Let's tune in with your host, R.W. Jones. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Can I Live podcast. I am your host, R.W. Jones, and I have with me the lovely Anthony James and Glenn Warren. Um, Anthony from Minivision Exposed and Glenn Warren from Fathers Forever. Uh, We have our wonderful um, associate producer here, Monette Walker-Brown. She's in the cut in the back. And so we just want to just welcome you. I know I feel my energy is a little down. It's just been a real long day. So I'm really counting on a lot of y'all to give me some love and give me some energy because normally I'm really, really hyped. Um, But tonight's topic, of course, we're talking about child support, the chronicles, the child support chronicles. And tonight we are supposed to be talking to some fathers. And so we put the APB out on dads, like, what's up, dads? Come and talk to us about this child support issue. Last week, we heard from some awesome women. Uh, Shout out to Simone and Dr. McTarian. And they just kind of gave us a whole nother different perspective. Like those are the pop, those are some good women out there that, you know, and I believe a lot of women are like that, but there are some other women that will make your life a living hell if you piss her off, period, end of story. And so we wanted to talk to the men and say, hey, so talk to us about your child support dilemma. And as we put the call to action out there for fathers, it was like, and so anthony was like no he you know and i'm gonna let anthony so i got these two men here i got a couple of dads that said they couldn't make it they'll be on next week so we'll definitely do round two but nonetheless anthony you were saying that men was like they ain't want to talk about that what's up with that well it's some men that i've reached out to and they was like you know they didn't want to have nothing to do with speaking about the child support, their journey through child support, because most of most of the ones who I spoke with, they uh they they still you know engulfed in it, and they they still are disgruntled, and so that's what I got from that. And then plus some of them are embarrassed, and I know they are because when I was dealing with that situation, you know, um, I just got cleared up 2019. Completely oh, so out of, like out you of said debt. they was embarrassed. So some men would look at this as right. embarrassing because either if you're in child support, is it because you then you automatically labeled as the poop put Negro, the deadbeat dad? Right, right. Poop-put. Definitely, definitely. You you are labeled as that, and I mean, and, and most people take on that label. Some people say, Nah, it ain't what somebody call you. It's what you call you. But going through that situation you know, getting monies took. I'm not talking about deadbeat dads. I'm talking about fathers that made mistakes and, and could have did better, could have made better choices with paying child support and being on point. They didn't. So they made those mistakes. So they they, they, they didn't, you know, they got hit for it. And, you know, it, it broke them down. And so for them to get on and talk about it, yeah, they, ain't, they ain't ready for it. They, they wasn't ready for it. Now, they said at a later date, maybe. And I said, okay, fine, you know. Bless you, and I brother. said, fine. So and what happened was, 
And, you know, and that, and I, I had to leave it like that. I didn't try to come on, man. Now nah, you need to get on. No, I understood because when I was really going through my situation, you couldn't have got me to get on and talk about anything because I was angry, upset, you know, at everybody. You know what I mean? And it's probably, I made the mistake probably for not handling my business, but still that didn't stop me from being upset and angry. And so why would I want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, cause I didn't know what questions was going to be asked first and foremost. And so they felt the same way. And so I get it. I understand. I get that. I get that. So part. let me ask you, so that's, that's what it's about. So did you have the same challenge when you were asking your men because i'm looking at both of y'all like okay y'all got access to fathers for sure what was the response like when you asked the dads to come on the show it was the same way that they didn't really want to um get on and talk about it uh, for whatever reason not sure devil. yeah i'm not um i'm not sure why they maybe just didn't want to put themselves out there uh maybe some of them are embarrassed maybe some of them uh, I mean, there are some guys out there that's not say been railroaded, but have not been treated, you know, maybe fairly. And this, uh, I've talked to another friend of mine. Is, you know, that's kind of, um, but he's out of town, so he couldn't really respond to that. He probably would have came. I got a Facebook comment saying, "I think most men don't care." Lashawn, like I mean, okay. What'd y'all say? I mean, what was you saying? Most men. Okay, so I, okay, is it like, like, you know, I'm gonna say something that's gone. It's visual. This is the visual I got. You ever seen when you in jail and the dude come with the little makeshift knife and be like, jig, 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 a thousand times in your side? Is it like you've been jigged so many times, like the child support just put you over and you just done for it and you like, F it. The hell with it. I don't give a damn about nothing. And it just jig, 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 just, just getting you in your side. And it's like, yo, I'm numb. Right. I ain't got I ain't got nothing. I'm numb. Yeah. Um, I understand. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we um we have a lot of misplaced anger. Or uh, sometimes we're fighting the wrong battle. Mm. That's a lot of the problem is. Uh, you know, you can't take a knife to a gunfight. You're gonna get defeated every time. I don't care. How fast you can throw that knife, it can't out fly a speeding bullet. And a lot of the guys uh, that I've dealt with are really, yeah. uh, women too for that matter, they're fighting each other. And, and instead of fighting against her, fight for your kids. And they're fighting against her and they're fighting against the child support system. Right. It ain't gonna work. You're not gonna win. Until you change that fight, you're gonna be defeated. And you're not gonna want to come talk about it because you can't win that fight. Mm. And how do you fight? You know, stop again. Right. Fighting for something and fighting to get something is two different strategies. Mm, that's good, Glenn. It's two different strategies. And all we doing is fighting against the system and fighting against her. That's the fight you can't win, and you will not win. Mm. Stop fighting for your child. You can win that one. If you stop fighting your child, your strategy is gonna it's gonna change. True. You're not out cussing her out, calling her bad name, right. not paying your child support because you don't want to help her. All that is that all that is out the window. Your whole perception changes. And until that happens, and one of the classes that we teach, we teach about perceptions. Stephen Covey's book, Seven Highly Seven Habits of Highly Effective Men. 
he talked about a paradigm shift. And if you want real change, you got to have your perception got to change. If your perception don't change, you're not going to change anything. You know, he talks about see, do, get. What you see, what you do, what you get. If you see in the wrong thing, you're going to do the wrong thing, and you're going to get the results, the wrong results every single time. And if you're fighting your child, mom, instead of fighting for the right to see your child, you know, but change the perception about who you are as a father, then you're going to change your strategy. And now you're not bitter and angry because you're fighting something that's worthwhile. Come on now. I think we need to get the applause on that one. That was good talk. That's good talk. But then it's like, okay, then, I mean, then, then are we going to say fathers don't love their kids? No, no, no. I, I didn't say that. The one reason why I brought the I wrote the book. Um, love is not enough. When love is not enough. When love is not enough. When love is not enough is a book that's written, written for that. So the question is not your love for your child. There's no question in my mind. Every father and every mother love their child. But in this book, as I explained, sometimes your your love for your child is not enough to keep you from putting them in the middle of your fight. I got to order your book like right now. I can't take it no more. I mean, that's, and in this book, I, I, I tell, there's 12 stories. These are stories that I've got in the courtroom. I probably could write 10 books like this because I got stories that, these are live stories that I got sitting in the in the courtroom um, about fathers and moms going at it. And what a lot of times- What is the title? When Love Is Not Enough. When Love Is Not Enough, The Breaking of a Child. Mm. And it's really I mean, about. And then, I mean, on one hand, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to get where Lashawn was like. Maybe men don't care because on one hand, okay, you don't want to talk about your experience. The other hand, you, the, you know, you're not going to advocate for yourself. You're not going to advocate for your children. You're not going to fight. You're not going to read. You're not going to like. When are you? What are you going to do? And then you want respect. Right. What are you going to do? You're like, gonna go, you wonder why people just keep walking all over you. I need somebody to stand up and say enough is enough. I'm not going to, I'm going to fight back. So I, I mean, if we don't do anything, I just hope that with this podcast and I know so it will, it will happen that the anointing on our lives starts to break down those burdens and destroy those yokes that are on these men and women alike. Right. But we have got to hear it. There's no way that both of y'all went out, and as many men that are in your network, you couldn't find. Now, rightfully so, the ones that want to talk are the ones that's out of the system. They're gone. They're done with it. They can now heal and talk about it. But you seen homegirl last week. She was still in it. She was still broke. She was still saying, listen, this is what I need to do. I'm still stuck. So fine. Right. Women can talk about their issues way more because we love talking. We talk too much. I don't know. I and and, that's, and that's another thing. And that's another thing. Men are very closed in a lot of areas of, of especially communication. And so that's, that has to open up. You know, the more they talk about it, the more they deal with it. You know what I mean? And so you can say what you want to say, but until a man opens up, men, men don't communicate well. I mean, I, I mean come that? on. I'm Why in society not? with every day. Why is that? Because we, we've been because they closed, what they they've been beat, they've been they closed, and they need to open up. And so sometimes circumstances are going to continue to happen 
Hopefully they don't fall to death, but until they keep getting beat, they want that, they gonna keep getting that beaten until until they finally figure it out. Like, hold up, man, this doesn't feel good. I need to open up, I need to get real with myself first. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing. Getting real with yourself first before you can get real with anybody, whether you have a child or a woman, that they don't right. even look at that. They they if they're busted, they can't help nobody. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to help anybody. We, you're we've broke, been we've broken been. down to the ground like that. Yeah. I just purchased my go ahead, book. Go ahead, Glenn. We we've been taught, we've been taught for a long, even when we was two, three, four, five years old, to hide our feelings. To, right. You know, we fall down, you skin your leg, your leg is bleeding. We stand little Jimmy up and tell him to stop crying, you're not hurt. Yeah. Now I'm right. looking now and I see the blood running out my leg. Blood is associated with pain. But you telling me I'm not hurting. Right. I'm not hurting. And then you pat me on the back and when I stop, you said, suck it up and we'll say, stop being a sissy. So right. we taught boys from an early age not to cry, to hide their I feelings. Mm. And now when we get 14 and 15, 16 years old, the first thing our girlfriend is say is, I want to see your emotion. I want to see you cry. Now we can see, like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing? All my life she told me not to cry. Now she's telling me to cry. So we are confused. Right. So we don't hide, we don't show until one day, we, one day we explode. Because we'll say, you know what? We didn't see this coming. Why? Because now little Jimmy has become big Jimmy. And he still is hiding his feelings. Nobody knows what he's going right. to do. And as men, we could quit on you women, and you never know we quit. We right. can still love you and tell we love you, but we don't shut down. We don't move on. Y'all will never know it because we become masters wow. at sh- hiding our feelings. Right. And we go out and do something stupid. You right. say, I didn't see him do that. I don't know why he was so pressed because we become masters of hiding our feelings. Right. And we cry in the dark. We do cry. Trust me. Men cry, but right. we cry when nobody's watching. Right. Mm. But God gave us tear ducts. Which means we're supposed okay. to cry too. We're supposed to use them, amen. But we have been taught so many times not to cry, and we hide our feelings, and we shut down, right. and we walk away from our relationship, and nobody really see it coming. But we've been gone a long time ago. Now that's true, because yeah. I can know. I know women will say, you know, we want you to be emotional. Show us your sensitive side. But I know one thing: if I came in the house every damn minute, and my husband crying every five seconds, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is she yeah, exactly. for? <laughs> Yeah, so so there's right. times we, there's, there's times we need to cry, but you need to cry in front of people, right. you know. And they just, and as men, we need to talk. Now there's some things we don't need to tell your girlfriend and your wife. You want to say, honey, the girl down the street, she's looking fine. You better tell your wife or your girlfriend that that's not gonna that's not gonna come over too well. But you need to tell somebody. You need to go tell a man to say, look, and you need a man in your life that can hold you accountable and say, man, don't screw up your relationship like that. Don't do that. Fine. But we don't have that. Yeah. Because That's we good. feel like we could we could solve all of our problems and we don't need nobody to talk to. My program would not work if it wasn't for a judge ordering guys to come to the program. Because guess what? They're not gonna come. That's why they don't come on this show either. Mm. They're not going to right. come. So we gotta I go. Bet get, you if we were paying some money, they'll come. Well, they'll come and get <laughs> some information. It might not change their lives. Right. They ain't gonna change the way they're thinking because it's out there something for them to get. Look at that. <laughs> it ain't gonna change. Right, the but thing- I but I but I see this. 
I also see this. The more we are on here talking about this stuff and, and coming and, and expressing, you know, how we feel as men and what we need to be doing, I think men are going to see this and they're going to open up because, like I said, I've spoken to some men and they said right now, because, I mean, they talk to me frequently, but they was like, chat, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I'm not ready for that right now. And I didn't put no pressure on them, but I did say, you know, when are you going to let go? When are you going to let that go? And so the more we on here expressing how we feel as men, I think they're going to come on. They're going to they gonna loosen up because nobody's talking about this stuff. Not on Anybody talking about child support and the ins and outs of, you know, being in trouble with it and owing money and hate and all, all this stuff that's go, that has to do with this stuff. I mean, it's I think real men stuff. Are gonna, I mean, this is the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, real, it's real talk. Yeah. It's definitely real talk. It's live. Ain't it? This ain't scripted. You know, we on here pouring out our hearts and, and from his ex, Glenn's expertise, his program, as I deal with men, and I'm a man, I've been through the system. It's, until I had, until I, like he said, until I had to show my emotions, till I started showing my emotions outwardly and not inwardly, that's when I was able to start growing and talk about this stuff. But if I held it in, man, I, I wouldn't be on this show right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I, I, yeah. I remember when we used to talk back in the day, and you used to tell me all of the stories, I would think in my mind, I would think like, he gonna cry tonight, or he should cry, or I would scream, or I would want to smack the shit out somebody. I would want to just choke up out. Like I would be taking on these inward emotions of you. Well, you never said those things to me, but I could tell by the frustration. I just was so vexed and tired because here I was saying all I wanted was a father for my sons, right. and I got these poo puts on the right side who just want to be in court. And here you were doing everything you could just to be with your children. And you had women from hell that just didn't want it. So I, we had two far extremes and I never could get all I'm like, I wish let, I just wish one of them. And I had three, one of them just wanted to be a father. If nothing more, just want, just want to be a father. Right. Just want to be a father. And that, uh, that thing hurt it. That thing hurts. When you get rejected, go ahead and let that man reject your children. You take that personal. Right. You take that to heart. You take on that rejection. I don't care what nobody say. Right. You take on that rejection and that man will pay hell now. Right. You're like, okay, Negro, I got you. <laughs> Child support. First thing in the morning. Can't wait. First thing. Nine o'clock. I'm calling. Yeah. And then it's like, and when you when you go to court and you acting looking dumb, ain't nobody got no mercy on your dumb ass. Excuse my language, but you just, you know. And it's like, that's why I wrote the book. They get your hands out my pocket. The hands on God to avoid in the child support system because I knew that I yielded a considerable amount of control, but I also knew that I was so perplexed as to why the men three different ones and guess what they were all older than me 12 years plus older than me so we were i'm 28 they in their 40s and 50s so these were not young dude you know young negroes that didn't have no job they were working professionals but they still had this thing this lack of right. communication this lack of emotional intelligence 
this need, just this need to can't see beyond the anger, anger, the anger, the anger that they have <laughs> with me. They can't get past that. And so they kept making these terrible decisions. But I just said, I'll, I'll, I'll give all the money back. And mothers have said this too. We'll give every dime back. Just be a dad. Right. But we can't, I don't know how to tell you to be a dad. I don't know how to tell right. you that that's important. I right. don't know how to tell you that you have a responsibility too. And so, I mean, it's, 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 it's packed, but I don't know. I hate the fact that men can't even talk about it. And the court system don't ain't going to tell dad, you that. Don't get my baby daddy's opinion. court no system way. ain't going to tell you how uh, we, we feel for you. They're going to say this is your responsibility. You knew how to lay down in that bed and do your thing. So we don't have no pity for you. you see, that's what the court's about. The court is like, listen, we are in court and everything, man. And I know I could have did better than, huh? What's that, Raquel? No, no, I just thought okay. you was freezing. No, so I cried I in the courtroom. But that didn't, did that didn't mean anything in the courtroom. Uh, once you, because I look at it like this. Room. Of course, trying to get out of there. Was you crying because you was I want somebody to have sympathy on me, not empathy. Uh -huh. I want it. I want it. Yeah. So uh, to be truthful about it, yeah, I cried once I got caught out there because there were some things I didn't do the right thing. I didn't do the right uh -huh. thing. I, I prolonged some payments. I did some things. So when I got pulled into court, I was like, oh, I need help, man. Hold <laughs> up. Judge, I got yeah. two jobs. Yeah, and that's 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 what I see a lot. A lot right. of men do have the means to pay, but right. for lots of reasons. They're angry, they're mad, they're mad about her, they got substance abuse issues, whatever it is, they don't pay. So when you don't just get pulled into the to the child support system overnight, you have to you you've missed the payments. You you've done something, I haven't done what you're supposed to do for them to get you in court. Now, when you get you when you get you in the courtroom, it's a little bit too late now to try to have sympathy because they're gonna look at the record, and you haven't paid in four months. You know your your your, your order is two hundred and ten dollars. You haven't paid nothing in four months, or you're probably going to jail. Now you could blame the system for that if you want to. In my opinion, it's not the system fault; it's your fault. That's why I keep saying, I've said a thousand times, we do have a systemic problem, but we also have an individual problem. Right. And you want to complain about the system and don't fix the individual problem. And you and can let, be complaining until Jesus come back. It ain't going to change. And let me and let me say this. I had got sick one time, had pneumonia, had a surgery, whatever, and I knew to go down to the court to get a downward modification. Yeah. And I didn't do it. Thinking that, oh, I'm going to go to the courthouse with a bandage on my neck, showing that I'm sick. Man, they were like, listen. No, it did I've not work. It, it did I've not work. It. I'm I've telling you. Wait, you went down there thinking they're going to show you sympathy. Listen, yeah. I went down there. I ripped I ripped the gill, I ripped the gauze <laughs> off the hole. Yes. That oh, my like, God. <laughs> I've seen, a, I, I've seen, a, I'll tell you, I, I've seen all these shenanigans <laughs> in the last 10 years. I've seen it all. And I'm walking to the dude and I'm looking at him. It's like, you know what? Dude, this is a bad day for you, dude. It ain't gonna work out for you. Right. You, and so, right. And so, you yeah. know, I, I can be honest about that. But for the most part, 
I also, on the other hand, I when I was paying child support, you know, on you know, I was in arrears, but I was you know still paying what I was supposed to pay, but I had arrears. I was still trying to do the father thing, but that's the part that was the mess up part because a lot of men don't know the system. Child support family court is that has is not is different from child support court. Yeah, you can still see your child. You know what I mean? I had women telling me just because you owe me money, you can't see your child. And and I was like, I refuse to believe that. So I went and petitioned. I put a petition in for joint custody, visitation rights, and I got my rights. Yep. You know, so I, a lot of men don't know, don't know that. They think just because they owe child support that they can't see their child. Right. And that's not but, true. So that's I think that true. goes Go back to what Glenn was just saying change the perspective, change the fight. If you were right. fighting to see your child because let's say she was withholding your parental rights for whatever reason, that's the fight you want to be on because you will you right. will win that fight. Right, right. But that's we we, right. we get people and, on that fight. Mm. Right. And, and a lot of guys right. don't that, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. They, they, go ahead, they go don't ahead. they don't have the fortitude. They don't have the the the, the I don't know what to call it. The fortitude, fortitude. the to to really put get in that fight because they're so mad with her and so angry with her that they don't even think about. That's why I said, you know, both, all of them love the kids, but they they, they you know now, now they and, but and, not enough, right? Not enough to to go out and start fighting for something instead of against something. For something, fight, fight for, for your for children, fight the rights for of your child. Yeah. And when she tell you you right. can't see your yeah. child, you do like you do like Chaplin do. You go down to uh, the child support, uh, uh, um, um, not, the, not the child support system, but family court. the family court and say, hey, I, you right. know, I, I have an order. I'm supposed to see Little Johnny every other weekend. She's not allowing it to happen. They could bring her in right. now for right. not obeying the court order mm-hmm. and ho- hold her in right. contempt. And she could go to jail because she got to explain now. Right. But a lot of guys don't take that fight up. And a lot of times they're still busy raising their family over here. They mm-hmm. they just letting that go. You know, they they and, and, right. and what the mom get mad about is she's seeing little Jimmy cry and hurting every single day he wants his dad. And she's mad on other on another rule because mm-hmm. little Jimmy looked just like Big Jimmy. Because every time she looks at little Jimmy, she's seeing Big Jimmy. Yeah. And she's getting bad and bitter and all all at the same time. There's so there's so much going on among both of them. And a lot of times the guys, when they come to our class, they don't want right. to be here and they mad with me when they get court ordered. But about the third or fourth class, you start seeing them from, do, from going like this to sitting up like this. Because now they starting to understand, they start to right. see something that, you know what, maybe I do need to do that. Right. Maybe I do need to change. And by the end of the graduation, right. that they same guy that was angry and mad now and standing up at graduation speaking and talking about how what he learned so far and how he's going to change his life. And I see, and I have women, there are a lot of calling me. Mom said, I don't know what you did to him, but thank you for doing that. Amen. I mean, over and over right. and over, because I know the stuff works. And I know men want to hear this right, stuff. Right. We got to make them come. Right. And we got to get them to the table. Right. Once we get them to the table, right. there's something inside of us will start responding to that call because by and large we do want to be good fathers and we want to be a good right. people 
There's there's some deadbeat dads out there. I know that. But by and large, they're not deadbeats. They just okay. need to be brought to the page. Let me ask you this. What could, I guess, okay. So I think it's only fair if we're going to talk about men and being angry at the women, it's only fair that we talk about women being angry at the men. Because my initial thoughts are, because we only want fathers for our children, then what can we do to make men show up at the table to even discuss their emotions, even if it's at a table like this, with us, like I already know, and I and I am just as much to blame. Um, now, I, now, I do believe you cannot talk to people that don't wanna be talked to, and some people are just not, you can't change their mind. They're just what it is. Right. You know, um, if I had to go and talk to the son, like I call child support, I ain't even gonna lie. Even with me being on the show, I surely called child support earlier this week and went to take my youngest father um, back to court simply because I, I don't even know if I, I, I mean, I, I really checked it to see Am I doing it out of spite? Am I doing it out of anger? Am I doing it because he's such an a-hole? And, you know, so I thought, you know what? He's an a-hole. And he's so prideful and arrogant and just dumb with it. But I'm like, yo, dude, you couldn't even, you're not even on the child support system and you're only supposed to pay $150 for half of your son's stay right now as he you know awaits his um job corps program just pay half of his day 150 dollars. you can't even do that and he's not 18 yet so it's like okay so now we're going now you're going to pay about five six g's from the time he was out your house to the time he turns 18 and now i could pay his stuff for for like a year but I, i mean and that could i don't know what you call that that can be Cause there's nothing humble in me that wants to say, oh, it's okay. Like I'll be the bigger person. He doesn't have to be a father. No, that's not, to me, that's not humility. That's just, I'm just not, I don't know what you want to call it, but I was trying to say in, in a nutshell that there is a fury, frustration or a fury, a nice kindled fury for this man who refuses to be a father. I can't express how much still there is, whether I express it in a boisterous way or a nice subtle way, like I'm gonna get you. You going out, that's okay. You know, I'll be in front of the computer. I'll be on the phone. I ain't gonna say nothing to you. You ain't responding to my texts and calls. Now, I might need to make sure he ain't... No, if he was in the hospital, someone would have called me. I was going to say, I need to make sure he ain't, you know, in the hospital. Because yeah. <laughs> then I'll feel real bad, you know. But they know how to call when, when things ain't right. I just feel like at the end of the day, what about the women that might just be like, yo, I don't care. I don't care what he feel like. This Negro need to take care of his kids. Point blank in the story. And so you got two people that's fuming, right? angry. He going to say he angry because of something she did. She going to say he angry because of something he did. Right. And it's like, okay, who puts the sword down first? Is right. it the male? I think there's an expectation that the male is supposed to put the sword down first because he's a man. He's a leader. He's the provider, the protector. He's all of these things. 
but you, you know, you want me to put the sword down and I got, I'm holding the bag. And there's a big, big, I'm pro- I promise you, women have a thing about being left holding the bag. Right. You off living your life and I'm stuck in the house day in and day out with these kids about to drive me damn crazy. Right. Exactly. And you ain't even called to see how I'm doing. Right. You haven't even called to see anything. Man, get out of here. So it's like, I don't even know what, here I am thinking, what can we do to help men show up better? Now, I don't want to take the screwdriver in and just dig you out. Right. But I can somebody get the screwdriver out of my back too? Exactly. Which, I mean, it's, there's enough blame on both sides of the car. Yeah. It it is. I mean, I've seen some men who went to our program and they come out jubilant. They come out with a new perception, a new perception, a new found faith of doing the right thing. They call her and she's the same bitter, mad person that she was. Don't come here with that right. crap. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I tell her, you know what? This is what you do. You call her and you, the first thing you need to do is to apologize for what you did, what you haven't do. True. Don't blame us. Be a man. Life. Be a man and say, hey, you know what? I right. have not been the father I have that I should have been. Mm-hmm. I have not, but I promise that's you, first. from this day forward, first, I'm going. To, that's the first thing you need to do. First. Don't pretend like you don't know why she's mad with you. You do know, right? You don't slept with her girlfriend and left her. Uh-huh. You don't do all kind of crazy stuff that if she did to you, you'd be ready to commit suicide. So don't give me this fake yeah. stuff. I I don't know what she did. I don't know why she's so mad. You do know why she's so mad. Mm-hmm. So on up to that. Right. And then you start out and say, you know what? And she's not going to believe you for the first time because it's not part of not the first time you apologize to her. She ain't going to believe right. you. So you you prove her wrong by doing the right thing because you don't right. said it a thousand times. I'm going to do better, but you don't do better. Mm-hmm. She don't trust you. Right. You don't do better. You keep doing the same thing. So own up to that. Mm-hmm. Take ownership of where that is and start. And then if even if she's pushed back and angry, you still do the right thing. And start seeing little Jimmy, start putting time. If you can't see the whole payment, send what you can, start calling him, start doing those things. Eventually, she's going to come around. I That's know right. she's mad and she's bad, but she at least, right. and don't right. give her no half ass apology. Don't give her lip service. Apology means two things. One is a confession, another is a promise. The first one has got two legs. The confession is, I've done something wrong to hurt you. The next leg is, I promise. I will never do it again. Unless you got those two legs, you don't you don't have an apology. All you have is lip service. And that's what these guys do. I'm not gonna do that no more. But the next week, they do the same thing. That's why she's pissed right. off with you. That's why she's mad. Right. Because you don't have so after you've right. done that, then you start to rebuild and start being a man that you that you can be and start doing what you can, your, things may change. Because I, you I'm gonna tell you this. For you, hold on, Glenn. I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. For whatever fury was even in me, that and and Glenn ain't my baby daddy, but that stuff he just kicked. I promise you, if you just it do works. that, if you just do right. that, you already done turned the whole ship around, and you yep. don't even know you have stopped it in straight motion, and you are on your way to turning that ship around. And that's real live. This this is the therapy. This is what I mean. This is the healing. Come and get it. Come and get it because it's here. Like you know, I mean, Glenn and both of you. You know, all of us have our stories, but 
that was just real. Stop it right there. And this is what these guys get in our school, in our university. This is what they get. And I don't pull no punches. Don't come to me and be, you know, I, I, I emphasize where you are. I understand she's mad and angry. I get all of that. But stop blaming her with what you should be doing. You be you the man. To put the, you need to put the link to your um, Fathers Forever course. Because now, since COVID, you guys are 100% virtual. Yes. And from what I understand, anybody, you know, can join. Yes. Is, is there a fee to join? Yeah, but we have scholarships available. So what you register? Give me that link. Put that link in the chat. So um, I can put it out there. Tell, tell Andrew, can you, Andrew, you know how to do that? Yeah. Yeah, he got people to do that. No, you don't know how to do it. Do it. No, no, I want to see which one she's. Oh. Just tell um, me what it is. What is it? Uh, she, she's going to. She's going. She's, she's getting angry. She's next door. I mean, she's at in her office. But yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, this that's what the guys get, and you know, they um, yeah, but there's scholarships available, and that she can show you all that what you need to do to register. And get online and um and apply yeah, and come to let's do it please please but that's okay because we ain't going nowhere so every time you tune in um right right we let me, let me... and once we got the movie <clears throat> i'm so <throat> glad but go ahead go ahead Ann. let me just let me just add on to what he was saying i commend your program because at the end of the day this is healing but it's also this is solution driven Cause you just gave up some solutions to the problem. Really? You know what I mean? Asking the woman, repenting to the woman, however you want to call it, saying you sorry. That's going to be the biggest turnaround here. That's, that's going to be, cause I had to do that. And I, I was not willing to do that. And as long as I didn't do that, I caught hell after hell, after hell, after hell. Till I, till I said, you know what, man, hold up, man. Let me just say, sorry. And when I said sorry, it's like everything broke. Mm. All the yokes just broke. Three different women. Wow. I said it to two. The one didn't receive it verbally, but man, I got a few couple of years later, she started saying happy birthday again. You know what I mean? And so I wow, like what so you just good. said. You break the yoke, man, by saying you sorry, because that's all they want to hear, to oh, be goodness. honest with you. That's true. It's really not about the money. Yeah. It's about the hurt. You know what I mean? So you're 100% right. Yes. Acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge right. acknowledge the pain. What you did was wrong. You rejected me. You left me. Acknowledge that. I, right. you know, If he even came to me and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Here's 300 bucks. You know, let, I'll, I'll, I'll do better next time. I would not even go back to the child support court. And I know he probably... Even if I knew I couldn't trust him, I could. I would have to surrender to the apology in the moment because of who I am. And you got to give people an opportunity right. to change. Right. You know what stuck with me last week, Raquel? Last week it was so powerful when Kim was um Doctor. What's the last name? Mukhtarian. I can't. I know Mukhtarian. it's not yeah. like What she was talking about, and I was discussing it with some of my other um people I talk to, men, um, she was talking about just understanding the fact that, do you know? She said she did something with Glenn. Do you know? Do you know the child's um, doctors? Uh, what, how many shots? What kind of shots the kid is getting? Mm. Do you know? Do you know? That thing hit me because I was like, 
Woo, I thank God I found out because I started being present. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of just giving presents, I start being present. Right. You know what I mean? And so and so I, I started showing up to the school immunization shots and different things like that. You know, and that's important. I mean, pictures and stuff like that. So, you know, school pictures and different things like that. So that that stuck out to me last week. And I'm saying a lot of men, this right here, what we're talking about right now, man, whoever's on, whoever's listening on the sound of my voice right now, I know they I know they got a pen and paper right now. I know they can't miss this. This is this is church at its finest. You know what I mean? This is church right here. This is the Bible right here. You know what I mean? Without without speaking in tongues. You know what I mean? So yeah. So wait, right on hold on. Oh, I, so just put this link in the chat box. The Fathers Forever University. Monette, can you take that out the um, chat box and post it? That's, um, I don't want to say free course, but scholarships available for Fathers Forever um, training. I don't see anything in the text box, in the chat box. She just put it in the chat. What chat? I got it. I got it. I'll just send it to you. Can you text it to me so I can just put it in the I just comments? Send it, it's in the chat now. Facebook? You can see it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I feel better. I feel like there's hope. Because before I, be, I would, you know, because sometimes you could be on that pain, that pain wheel, not a pinwheel, that pain wheel, and you just go and go and go and go and go and then you won't let down. But just by Glenn, just you know, just coming through. And that is what, that's the expectation. Just, just lay it, just slay it. Right. Say every, what does the Bible say? A soft answer can turn away, will turn away wrath. Um, a soft word, a soft answer turns away, you know, strife or, you know, I, I mean, don't get me to quote in scriptures. Um, okay. Something like that. But yeah, but, um, you know, a lot of times <laughs> conversation like this that is really needed <clears throat> And solutions, you know. Um, when I, I sit in the courtroom so many years, and seeing these parents put the kids in the middle of their fight every weekend, every, I mean every single Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I'm thinking, you know, do you have any clue to what you're putting your kids through? Do you even? Yeah. And, and it's not even on the radar. You're not even thinking about what you're doing to your kids. You're so busy trying to get one up on one another. And so I took some of the stories in this book, it's 12 stories, and I changed the name because if I didn't, the people probably recognize that's me in that story. And when you go read these stories, I, one of the ladies, she said she was married with her husband and since she read one of these stories, she said, that's me in that book. That's what I was doing. One of them is called Unintended Consequences, which means we do something over here but there's unintended consequences that happened over there. But you don't know where it came from. It came from what you did over here. Mm -hmm. So this story about mom and dad who separated, mom, you know, the guy had an affair or whatever. Mom, the, the, the guy was a stay-at-home dad for years, 12, raised his daughter. They got it, they broke, they broke up. Mom got mad and bitter and angry, moved to a smaller town for, you know, told the daughter she couldn't see her father anymore. Devastated the little girl. That was wrong. Daddy raised her for the most part. That he was, was a stay-at-home so dad. And he worked part-time. So that was devastating to this that little girl. So wrong. 
And but because mom was mad and bitter, she's you know, and then the other thing is she was okay until daddy got a girlfriend. When daddy got a girlfriend, all hell broke loose. And she denied this little girl to see her father. This little girl got depressed. And one day she she has her she was at school all depressed. And one day she didn't show up for school. Real life story. She didn't show up for school. The little the, her friends went to the teacher and told the teacher they were concerned about her. The teacher called her mom. The mom went home, found the little girl, had overdose, almost died. That was the unintended consequences of what she did. That little girl almost died. And when they rescued right. her and told her, asked her, why do you try to kill yourself? She said, because my mom won't let me see my dad and I don't want to live if I can't see my dad. Jesus Christ. That's a real story. Wow. These are unintended consequences <clears throat> that happens when both wow. parents put the kids in the middle of their fight. If the kids... Did, did whatever happened to that? Like, did she figure out... Oh yeah, they, yeah they, they started... They got counseling. And um, now the mom and the dad started working together because, you know, this little girl was devastated that she couldn't see her dad. And I'm surprised that's not considered like a criminal act of some kind that's no, punishable against law like to forbid someone to see their kids it's up to now my thing is this is sometimes the state can take up charges against you oh, whether yeah. anybody press charges or not and the state when when moms come up or dads refuse to let other children because of the impact that it caused the state should be able to take up charges against that mom because what if she had died yeah, somebody would have been somebody been liable. But and if, you know what? If the little girl would have died, you would you would have never known none of this stuff. You yeah. would have never known why the little girl was depressed. Right, because she, she wouldn't been able to tell you. Yeah. Because she survived, right. She was able to tell somebody. So how many kids get Jesus. have passed away, have died because a lot of right. this stuff is behind that? How, how many that happened? And so the woman can be brought into court for a show cause. And now you got to show reason why you have not obeyed the court order that gave your father of your child the right to see his kids. Right. And all that could be done. That, that's an uphill battle. That's not an uphill battle. It's a fight that the man has got to fight. But sometimes we give up. So you know what? I'll wait till he get 18. I'll pay a little bit of child support here. Just does keep me out of jail. And they'll focus on something else. So it's both to blame. Yeah, I just, I know that, and I have another father, you know, I got a lot of baby daddies, but I remember one of them, he kept hiding from the, the courts, like the oh, yeah. sheriffs would serve him all the time, and his mama, shame on her ridiculous self, yes. she would just lie and say he wasn't there, he's, he's not there, he's not there, and Eventually, when he got locked up and he was on probation, I had to call his probation officer. I just found him on a fluke. I don't know what I was doing, searching something. And I think the children, my sons was like, you know, where's his dad or, you know, have I seen him? And so I just started to search for him. I saw a damn mugshot. I was like, damn. I say, oh, that, that's him too. That was not cool. I'm sure to see your damn dad mugshot on the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then here he is. And then I got to call the probation officer and then the probation officer get to you. And then yeah. you, now you, now the probation is like, oh yeah, you going to answer this. And I remember his first, first phone call with his son. Do you know this man said nothing 
on the phone. He said nothing. He said hello. And it was silent. And after about three minutes of silence, I was like, did the phone get disconnected? And not, my son was like, nah, he just not saying nothing. And then after that, I was like, well, maybe he just didn't know what to say. Mind you, he's a father. Now, this is what trips women up. When you are a father to other children, but the one child you got with me, you act like you don't even know. Right. And I'm like, dude, we didn't have no strife. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was what it was, but it wasn't like, and so my son, he was like, I said, well, maybe we could, you know, maybe he just didn't know what to say. Here I am making excuses for him. And I was like, maybe we could try again another time. And my son was like, I'm good. Because I guess in that moment, maybe my son was expecting to hear, son, I'm sorry. I don't know what it was. And, you know, I'm, you know, even if you think that this child is not yours, because you got some mental about that. I don't even know if that child is mine. Well, Negro, you're laid pipe raw, dummy. It could be. How about you just play, play up until (laughs) you go to court and just figure it out. But you out here sticking raw dog and going to have the audacity not audacity, audacity to yeah. say that this might not be yours. You is that's a shofar way you go on to court. You just never say those words. It is it mine. I don't think it's mine. You go on to court. Promise you you're gonna go to court. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you I don't even know what my son felt internally, but that was a place I could never really touch because he's never revealed to me how that made him feel. Right. To speak to your dad mm-hmm. and just say nothing. Maybe the wrong words would have been worse or better than no words. Right. Then I would have had right. something. But now you were already missing and now you're on the phone on a planned conversation and then you're silent. So I think it's twofold because what grown man, I mean, this man is in his, what am I, 45? He's like 60 something. So maybe you just didn't know what that means. Huh? Nah, I, don't, I don't buy this. I don't know how to be a father. I don't buy that. Nah, I don't know what to nah, do. Nah, and, and then the age does the age does not mean anything. It doesn't. You can be old in, in numbers, but a okay. child, you know what I'm saying? You could be a child. Yeah. Just because you're a grown, you look like a grown man, but hey. You're an old man. You know what I mean? But I mean, I'm not saying all 60 year olds old, <laughs> but you're too old for that type of behavior. Right. You right. like, and then right. you got mad kids. Now, my, you know, I was real dumb at the time, so we ain't even gonna say, you know. But I'm just, I don't even know what that was like. And I know for a fact, having and raising four sons. That's another thing. Raising four sons without fathers, yo, that was like. And I'm glad my sons. I I just try to give them as much as I could from from perspectives of love, just fullness of love. But I promise you, they probably have some type of something going on for that absence. You, how do you take up for that absence, make up for that absence? I don't know. Right. right. There's a void there, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that void is, is filled right. in them. Alcohol, drugs, or, you know, they want to be a man. You know, they're trying to be a man. So, you know, they find themselves doing the same thing their dad did. You know, um, so... Right. Cycle. She wasn't there. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, the cycle goes on. And uh, so I tell the young guys that now, if your dad got away with not paying child support, you're not going to get away with it. The laws have changed. That's changed. So he Don't think you're going to go down the same road 
He didn't. He wasn't there for you. And you can do the same thing for your kids. And maybe that's our approach. Maybe once you're older and setting your ways, maybe it's not too much hope for you. If you're not willing to submit, if you're not willing to come to class, if you're not willing to open a book. My thing is at a minimum, you don't want to unveil your feelings. At least get a book. Get the book. Order the book from Amazon, When Love is Not Enough, The Breaking of a Child. Get your hands out of my pocket. The guide to avoiding, the hands-on guide to avoiding child support um, system. The Millionaire's Brother. Get something and get in your spirit. Start chewing it up. Right. Get at least that much. Because then at some point, maybe our approach should be for the younger kids. Because you got mad young, young dudes out here, 17, 16, 15, 18, 21, two, three, four kids right now. Maybe those are the ones that we should be targeting. No, we should target all of them. We have get um 18 year old in our class, and we got 60 years old in our class, mm-hmm. and all in between. So we, we need all of them need to be targeted. If you're a father, even you know, right now we probably need a class before you become a father. Right. These are some of the classes that you need to, some of the things you need to talk to be taught, you know, about being a father. And uh, there's a, you know, when you look at, start looking at uh, Raquel uh, from a legislative standpoint, th- there need to be some policy change. That, in my opinion, when a person goes to get a separation and a divorce, we're going to grant you that. Yeah, that's fine. But, but before we do that, we're going to make both of you take some classes in parenting or when you go get married, we'll we'll grant you a marriage license, mm-hmm. but we're gonna require you to take some parenting classes. Those are some legislative things that that we can change the advocacy to to get people. Because knowledge is power. That's why you send people to groups. That's why people get substance abuse are sent to a substance abuse class because they work. Knowledge work. Information works. When people get information and knowledge, it does change your perception. If you change your perception, you will change your behavior. If you change your behavior, you can change the outcome. It's simple. It's not. And and, and what I know and what is one of the things is we have a policy agenda that talks right to specifically to those things. So we may have to get our little advocacy toolkit out, start sharing that and then having. But my thing is this, if you're not even going to call the show and share your experience what makes you think you're going to necessarily you know take the toolkit and call your representative do you you know even or look for your representative but I want to close by this story because this story comes back to me when some of the men you were saying that they were so they just didn't want to talk about it I rem- and what came to mind is I remember working at this housing authority and I was over the family self-sufficiency program and I was talking to one young girl. She was so beautiful. She had a lot of kids, but shit, so did I. And I was talking to her and she was like, wow, that you could tell when things happen. Like you said, Glenn, you coming in here like this, but then they start sitting up because hope has come in and been actualized. It's like pumping new blood into a person. And I saw where hope was actualizing her and I'm sitting in and it looked like it was working and then it just stopped. And I said, well, what happened? I said, where'd you go? And she was like, that stuff sounds so great. She's like, but my life is so messed up. Why, what, what good would one thing do for my life that's so messed up? Yeah. And maybe when she said that, I thought, whoa, 
this was her thinking. So maybe it's the same kind of thought or mindset that when all things go wrong and all hell breaks loose, why do anything good at all? What good is it going to do at the end of the day? People give up. Yeah. They they give up and you we just um we we on autopilot. You know, it's like you ever you ever on the way home and you think about something, you stop at every stop sign, you know, you speed the speed limit, but you're on autopilot, but you get home because you you're you're not there in your you know, you're present to get home to drive, but your mind is somewhere else. A lot of times we just live into life in autopilot. We are going through the motions, but we've checked out. We just don't know things necessary. We're eating, you know, we're laughing occasionally, you know, we we going to work, but we've checked out. We have checked out on and just doing what we can do and survive. It's survive. Being survival mode. So it. here's my message to you, man, because we are at our hour, we're at our time. This whole entire God cares. God loves you. God loves all of us. And he's very concerned with the conditions of our heart. He's concerned with the overall status of our families. You know, social justice is on a rise. I know I keep muting you, Anthony, and that's only because of feedback. Um, but I'll let you, I can unmute you or you can unmute when I'm finished. One of the things I want you to, to just realize, okay, so here's what I know. So when we're doing this work, this work really, here's the caveat. We're out to cancel child support for active fathers. So there's hope, okay? But we have all made a commitment based on the works that are in our hands and the works that we do and the works that we're doing together. In our commitment to move in a million moms of welfare, these men, ourselves, our agencies have come together to commit to helping to cancel child support debt for active fathers. Now, some might be thinking, what's the, what's, what's the catch? Why would you, who does that? I believe there's a scripture that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, God lifts up a standard. There's a standard that we're here to say we, how we serve. This is just our, our way of serving you because we care and we love you. However, if you think that this system is going to come and save you, if you think they're going to pass a law to help you, if you think that somebody's going to make this thing happen, it's not. They're not. You got three champions who have a, a whole host of other champions behind them rooting you on, rooting your, your parent partners on, and most importantly, rooting your children on. We have to start the work somewhere, and it has to start with us. And so we can't expect for this work to happen without your intentional, um, willful support and buy-in. You have to buy in. You have to support. This is our way that we get ourselves out. We'll pay our way out because I promise you, if a million men or 100,000 men bought one of our books, each bought a book, the books are, you could get each one of our books under 40 bucks. If everybody purchased our books and our, we took our proceeds from those purchases and we put it in the escrow account, we can start to relinquish some of the, the yokes around your necks. And this is the work that we're here doing. And we're not going to stop because we have a nice little animation coming down a pipeline. It was a play, get your hands out my pocket. 
you know, we'll be talking to the cast and all of that, but we have to build this community. We have to get the conversation going because what's the sense of having a stage, you know, a play or a short series, short film that talks about these pain points if you're not going to engage. So we'll be back next week. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Be sure to um, subscribe to us on YouTube. For the love of God, God, we still have not been able to get our 100 subscribers. Like, OMG. But okay, no problems. We, we patient. We can't screen, stream live on Facebook, I mean, on YouTube until we get our 100 subscribers. So maybe I just don't know how to do the marketing thing. Maybe we'll learn that along the way. Um, but whatever you do, pass on the word, share it with your networks, talk about it, begin to discuss it, invite a friend to come and, and listen in. If we're too long and we need to break it up, let us know. You know, we understand, we thank for all those that have stayed, you know, the hour to watch us and those that are commenting on the Facebook pages, the podcast pages, we thank you for that. Um, so maybe next week we'll hear and have some brave souls join us from the other side, the male side, as we delve into part two of fathers being a part of the solution and not a problem, prayerfully. So if anything, Glenn and Anthony, from the men that you put out, maybe there's a survey that we can put together. Monette could create a, a little three-question, four or five-question survey we send out and say, we noticed that you didn't want to participate. Please say why. You know, are you just still angry and wounded? Or is it just you're so numb? You're on autopilot? Like, I just want men, even if it's they can't speak it, can they even click a button? Like, click a button. Voice it with your button, with the phone. And let's see how that happens. So until then, you guys, tune in next week. Same time, same place. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Glenn, as always, for your words of wisdom and your healing, and we will heal this nation one father at a time. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night. Good night.